Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you're gearing up for a good weekend. I hope you got lots going on. Let's get into today's show. We're going to hit a couple news items, a couple things I want to talk about. Hit one love, one hate, two decent ones I would say this week. And then hit my top 10 favorite college football games this weekend and where I'm putting my money. And then my five favorite NFL games and where I'm putting my money, the picks that I like. Um, currently, right now, I am watching the Panthers vs. Falcons game. It just got started. Um, I'm not wasn't gonna stay up late to watch this one because I don't expect it to be anything crazy. But cool to see PJ Walker and Marcus Mariota starting in the NFL. Most people didn't see this coming for them, but here they are, still out here thriving. Also, college basketball has recently started, and I think maybe here in a couple weeks, I might kind of do a little bit of a preview, talk about who I like this year. Obviously, North Carolina to win it all. That's my pick. I already put my future down on that one. But <clears throat> maybe talk a little things, a couple things, couple, couple things, couple things, couple things. Talk about uh, a couple teams I like, a couple players I like, guys to watch out for, you know, the big-name prospects, the guys you might be seeing in the NBA, small stuff like that. But, you know, I love college basketball, but I'm not ready. I'm not quite ready to get into that yet. Sticking in the football world, Tua came out and got a lot of votes for uh, Florida the win senator, he came in like fourth, I guess. He had like 1,700 votes, I believe, or something like that. It was crazy. I was, it was all over Twitter. It was a pretty funny deal. But, dude, that's that's how happy Miami Dolphins fans are that they're voting him in for, for senator because he's doing that well for them. So you'd love to see it. <coughs> Jacques Vaughn got hired today as the Brooklyn Nets head coach. Or maybe a couple days ago, sorry. Got hired a couple days ago to be the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. I don't really know where that came from or why that happened, but Ime Adoko is no longer going to be the coach of the Brooklyn Nets, I guess. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but that's how it's going to be. There was a New York Times article that came out talking about Libby Dunn, a gymnast, a gymnast here at uh, LSU. You know, one of the top ones in the country. She plays on... She competes on the fourth best ranked gymnastics team in the country as of right now. Um, and she makes $2 million in NIL deals. The New York Times decided to do an article about her. Um, most people thought it was going to be about, you know, making $2 million as a college athlete on for, for gymnastics. But it was more about um, how her making $2 million is a setback for women because the only reason she's making that money is because she's attractive. She's very attractive. Everyone, most people think that she's an attractive woman. And I believe so. I find her attractive. But is that necessarily why she's making $2 million? I'd say it's probably 25% of it. I'd say the other 50 is her athletic career and what she's been able to do. The other 25% is companies just trying to take advantage of it, trying to find a way to make money, just build their brand. That's all it is. And she's taking full advantage, even the... Stanford women's basketball coach came out and said that it's a setback for women. I think that might be where it originally even started, which is absolutely ridiculous. She's doing what she wants to do. She's out here making money. She's still going to school. She's still competing. It's just, it's basically a hit piece of them trying to set it back and make it seem like women can't make that kind of money unless they're attractive. Might be true, might not be true. Either way, still pretty fucked up to think of it that way. Like, acknowledge the fact that she is pretty good at what she does so stop stop being fucking worthless pieces of shit in New York Times a couple of SNL writers 
uh, are upset because Dave Chappelle is supposed to be hosting Saturday Night Live. Um, mostly the reason people are upset is because of his jokes that he made in his last comedy special about transgenderism. When in reality, it was more of a love letter to his friend that was transgender. It wasn't, he wasn't, there's nothing about that comedy set that was bad. There, there just wasn't. Point blank period. There's nothing about it that was bad. That's how comedy should be done. Comedy should be allowed to, be, everything should be allowed to be joked about. But SNL, the woke piece of shit garbage TV that they put out, they're still, I don't know why I put quotations against that. They're, they're, they're all those things. They're still continuing to be on a downhill turn and continue to prove why mainstream media is not the type of media that's going to eventually take over and control what happens in this country because people are going to start waking up at some point. Which brings me to Elon Musk changing Twitter. It's already getting going. Started the Twitter blue. Eight bucks a month. You can have a check mark. And shit was just firing left and right. And I honestly love it. I He came out and tweeted that he just wants to trial basis. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is just going to be trial basis. If it works, it sticks. If it doesn't, at least we know we tried. He keeps coming out and saying that Twitter's losing $4 million a day. So he's trying to find a way to make it profitable like, like it should be. That's what any smart businessman would do. That's what he's doing. And all you fucking libtards, basically, looking at you, Stephen King, you fucking weird looker, dude. He looks like he touches kids, does he not? He looks like he touches kids or he's into having sex with dead bodies. That's just what, when I look at Stephen King's face, that's the two things that I think of. Makes great books and they turn into great movies, but he just, call me a bully, I don't care, he just looks weird. But Elon Musk, I'm happy to see him changing Twitter. I think it's going to be in the right direction eventually. So it because Twitter's my favorite app, hands down. If I had to rank them, Twitter's number one, point blank period. I could spend my whole day on Twitter just because there's always something new to laugh at, something new to tweet about. Twitter's my favorite. I spoke about, I had a high thought last week. I got one last night, and it's been on my mind all goddamn day long. All day long. I feel like I could easily, easily win a presidential election today. Easily. Granted, I'm not 45, so I couldn't. But if you're someone that wants to run for president, put me on your staff. I'll find a way to make this happen. I feel like you could easily win a presidential election if you ran two of your biggest topics that you ran on, the two things that you want to do for the American people. One, legalize marijuana. Two, legalize sports gambling, all at the federal level. Both of those things at the federal level. Just think about it like this. There's 300 million people in the United States. Split that in half, it's 160 men. Split that in half again, that's 80 million men. The chances that 80 million men agree with federal marijuana, federal sports gambling, is super probably high. I bet 80 million men probably believe in that. And that's just the men. There's women that like to smoke. There's women that like to gamble. Put those two, to, just put it all together. I'm just using men as the example. There is no way that I'm wrong on that take. 80 million men can agree that they like either sports gambling or smoking pot. I know they do. So if you're looking to win the next presidential election, hire me. I'll do the math. I'll crunch the numbers. I'll figure out how we can make it work because I don't feel like it's that hard. It's just a bunch of old lazy people working in the fucking government. Put in a young mind like me, I'll win a presidential election easily. I can do it tomorrow. I just have to wait like 20 years until I'm 45. And if, it's, if it hasn't happened by then, then I will run. But... Just call me, hit me up, DMs, whatever. I will change the world easily. It's not that hard.
Now moving to what my one love, one hate. This week, I'm loving on love. I just love love, man. Like I'll, I love to watch a good rom-com, a good romance movie. I love to hear about a beautiful love story. I love, I love things. I love my wife. I love gambling. I love watching sports. I love smoking pot. I love just love. I just love having love, and I love spreading love. Yeah, who doesn't love love? If you don't love love, then you're probably sad and depressed and seek out a therapist. Somebody get me a sponsorship with better help and I could fucking put that would have been a perfect right there. But I love love. Love is the one of the greatest gifts the Lord upstairs has ever given us is the ability to love. So shout out love. I love you love. This week though, I am hating on the absolute scumbags of the world. Motherfuckers that leave stickers on their hats or put stickers on their hats it's the most clown shit i've ever seen you fucking dingus like it doesn't look good in my opinion it brings the hat down it's just like putting stickers on a car i think it looks horrible putting stickers on a hat leaving stickers on a hat it looks horrible you're trying to be somebody that you're not and in my opinion it doesn't look good i think it makes you look like a fucking dweeb so i hate you people that put stickers on your hats or leave stickers on your hats you just look like a dweeb. Everyone says it in their head. Everyone knows it. It's probably why you're not picking up the women. You got stickers on your hat, bro. Ain't nobody want that. But hey, that's just what I hate. Now moving to my top 10 favorite games of the college football weekend. Most of these games are just games that have a big impact on what the, how the college football playoff is going to shake out here. So it's probably, you know, the ne these next couple of weeks, I'm just going to be talking a lot about teams in contention, teams that have a shot to compete for championships to mess it all up. And so, but we'll start off LSU, Arkansas. This is a classic in the Webster's Dictionary of Words trap game. Fresh off a big win, you're playing an opponent who was supposed to be really good this year and has the talent to be a good team, but they haven't been able to do it. And so they high risk of upset. That's this game for LSU. I do think the LSU, the way that they're playing right now, they're trending up in a huge direction. The defense is playing very well. The offense is looking astronomically better compared to week one. I think the Tigers are moving in the right direction, so I think they win and cover the spread minus three and a half. But you can't be surprised if Arkansas comes out of nowhere and wins this game. It's a, it's a classic rivalry, and it's, it is a good Arkansas team. You can't, you can't look past them to what the bigger picture is, and I feel like with Brian Kelly as the head coach right now, these boys are look they're going in the right direction. I don't think that this will happen, but you never know. Can't be surprised. Second game of the week that I give a shit about, Purdue traveling to number 21, Illinois. For the sake of Michigan and Ohio State, they really need Illinois to almost win out, but for, for Michigan's sake, if they were to lose to Ohio State, they have to hope that they beat Illinois, obviously. But Illinois staying in the top 25 would look really good for either of them for wins purposes, whether Michigan plays them twice or Michigan plays them once and then Ohio State beats them in the Big Ten Championship. This is a game that for those teams, they should be rooting for Illinois to win because if Illinois doesn't, their resume is going to look not the best, especially Michigan's if they lose to Ohio State. Illinois being good is huge for them. But that being said, it's a classic fucking Jeff Brom game right here, man. Jeff Brom. He always seems to get one a year. Teams playing really good. They're highly ranked. I mean, Illinois at 21 is not highly ranked, but Illinois having a good year. Big Ten championship in front of them. 
they control their own destiny, basically. And Purdue Boilermakers always just come out of nowhere and they win these games. Purdue Moneyline, man. That's the pick. I I can't not look at that game and think, this is a game that Purdue wins somehow. They're just going to find a way. They're going to upset Illinois. My third game that I like, Nebraska-Michigan, the Bustin' Bowl. Shout out the boys over at Bustin' with the boys. I think Nebraska's going to keep this one close. I think they still lose by like 20 points, but the line being at 31, I'm taking that plus 31. That's a big number for a Michigan team that I don't really believe in. I think it's kind of fraudulent. Will Compton's getting the boys fired up there at Nebraska, so I I would be surprised, honestly, if it isn't a little bit close for a long time and Michigan maybe pulls away at the end, but I just don't have that much faith in Michigan. I have a lot more faith in Nebraska to kind of come out with a little bit of life if they want to try to make a bowl game this year. Fourth one, probably maybe the biggest this weekend. I'll probably – no, second biggest, I would say. Number nine, Alabama. Number 11, Old Miss. Both teams' season depends on this game. You know, there's the scenario where LSU loses again, which if Old Miss wins, you know, they win this weekend, they win out. LSU loses again. They're in the SEC championship. Alabama loses this game. They're pretty much – there's no way in hell I don't think – there's no way in hell that they could get into the conference championship. So there's that. You know, it's just – I think there's going to be a lot of points here. A lot of points are going to be scored. Both teams are just going to be, I think, kind of clicking. Alabama has struggled on the road this year. I mean, their two losses came on the road. They almost lost to Texas on the road. I don't know what Ole Miss's stadium is called, but it's probably going to be rocking. Lane Kiffin's firing up the crowd. He's firing up his boys. This one's going to be closer than I think a lot of people think it probably will be. But for me, I'm just sticking with the over here at 64.5. I'm expecting like a 38-35 ball game. I'd be surprised if we're not in the 30s, honestly. Just with the way Bama's defense has looked, Ole Miss doesn't have that good of a defense. They give up 40 points to LSU. So I expect a lot of points in this one. Maryland, Penn State. Penn State's ranked 14th right now. This is another game where, for Michigan and Ohio State's sake, for whoever loses whatever their rivalry game is called, they really need Penn State to win out so that they have a possible top 10 team at that point, at the end of the season, if Penn State wins out, you know, a top 10 looking win would be very beneficial for both of them for their bid to make the playoff. But I'm taking Maryland. Maryland money line, dude. Tilua Tagovailoa is just, I just have a feeling he's going to have a big game here. I have a feeling that Penn State's just, they're not as good as they are. Everyone knows that. They're, they're not the 14th best team in the country. So I just see Maryland coming up and winning this one. Number 22. UCF, number 17, Tulane. Basically, this game probably decides who gets a spot in a New Year's Six Bowl as the group of five bid. I think Tulane wins, covers the spread, minus one and a half. I think Tulane wins by seven or eight, something like that. But this is a big game for both these teams. Nola's going to be rocking. Tulane's going to be rocking. It's going to be a hell of an environment. It's going to be a hell of a game, I think, too. Both these teams are are very good in my opinion, so I'm excited to watch that one. Georgia versus Mississippi State. Georgia's defense looked amazing last week. The same thing goes for Georgia as it did for LSU. Classic letdown spot, you know, classic trap game. You're playing a team 
who still has the capability to win a lot of games, still has the capability to be a really good team and has that talent. I could see Mississippi State coming up and winning this one. I do think they will put some points up on Georgia, though. I think they'll find a way. I have more faith in Mike Leach than I did Josh Heupel, honestly. I'm just kidding. I'd pick Tennessee to win. Who the fuck am I kidding? But I have more faith right now than Mike Leach to get a couple points on the board, actually. So I'm sticking at the over here at 53.5. just makes sense to me. It just does. It looks, looks pretty, and it just makes sense, honestly. I think Ole Miss scores at least 21, and I bet Georgia's in the 30s. So there it is right there. Played it out for you. Number 24, Washington versus number 6, Oregon. The last regular season game that honestly matters for the Ducks. And I, I don't know why, but I feel like this is a game where the Pac-12 is just going to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot and not get a bid in the playoff. Somehow Oregon's going to lose to Washington. USC is going to beat UCLA taking them out. And then Oregon's going to take USC out in the conference championship game or lose to Notre Dame or something crazy. They're just going to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. I'm taking Washington money line here. I feel like Michael Penix is just going to show up on Saturday. Primetime games, he just seems like he plays a little bit better. Now the biggest game of the weekend has to be number four, TCU, versus number 18, Texas. I don't care what anyone says about TCU. They're going to win this game. TCU money line is my pick. But I just have a lot of faith in Sonny Dykes and Max Dugan. They've played a very tough schedule this year, and they've just continued to find ways to win. They keep on winning. I know what everyone's saying about Texas. Texas is phenomenal. I think that next year they're going to compete for a national championship because they're going to be that good. But I just don't feel like it's fully there yet, and this is a game where they could make a couple mistakes, and TCU's offense is going to take advantage of that. They're one of the best in the country. Sonny Dykes is going to find a way to win this game. TCU money line. I already said it. I'm saying it again. If you didn't catch it the first time, take the Horn Frogs. Trust in the Hitmatoad. Horn Frogs by a billion. Probably not. More like three would be my guess. <clears throat> Last game that I care about: UNC Wake Forest. You know, if UNC keeps looking good and things fall in the right place, they beat Clemson for the ACC championship. They could slide in. I mean, I think it'd take a lot of chaos because I don't feel like the committee respects them enough because of the way their defense is played, so it gives them a long shot. But this is one of my favorite games of the weekend. Two of my favorite quarterbacks in all of college football. I love Drake May. I talked about it on Tuesday. I love Sam Hartman. I talk about him every time I talk about Wake Forest game that's big. I can't say enough about the kid. Why do I say kid? He's like the same age as me, probably. I bet he's 23. But I love this game. I love the quarterbacks that are playing in it, but I think UNC Moneyline's the pick here. They're the spread's at three and a half. I, I think the Tar Heels win. It's like this is a classic Mac Brown year where he has really good success, and then next year the defense just kind of puts it all together because the offense is still there. The offense is still clicking. The defense comes together. North Carolina is a legit playoff contender next year, in my opinion. But North Carolina money line against Wake Forest, that's the pick there. Now moving to the NFL. The NFL, the no-fun league because it sucks. I mean, we got, what, three points here in the – Panthers-Falcons game, and it's almost the end of the first quarter, and I had Cordell Patterson anytime touchdown mixed with the Atlanta Falcons money line pick and a little parlay that was supposed to pay pretty decent for me. Not looking like that's going to hit, so that's pretty fucking cool. But NFL here, Seahawks, Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are fixed. They beat a bad Rams team last week. They got kind of lucky. Seahawks are just, they're just churning right now. Pete Carroll's got them playing very good football right now. They're looking very good. Seahawks money lines the pick. They're not favored. Um, I think they'd cover the spread easily, but 
whenever I trust the team, I don't just take I don't take the spread. I take the money line because it just makes more sense to me. So taking Seahawks money line, I think they're just going to find a way. Their defense is phenomenal. The Bucks have struggled pretty much all year. I don't think this is one where the Bucks can just kind of get lucky and win. So going with the Seahawks money line pick there. Vikings, Bills, <clears throat> points, 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 man. I believe Josh Allen is good to play. This is going to be at least a 28-24 ball game. I know that's not a lot of points for the NFL compared to the over picks I give in, the, give in college football. The over is at 44 and a half. I just I think both teams are going to score. Both defenses are very good, but in my honest opinion, I think they're just we're going to see a lot of points in this game. Tons and tons of weapons on both sides for both teams. So 28-24 type ball game. Over is at 44 and a half. That easily covers it. So take that pick, please. Thank you. Browns, Dolphins. I think the Browns keep this game really close. The Dolphins' defense has struggled a lot this year. I mean, they gave up 30 points to the Bears. It's not the best team in the NFL. Their offense is definitely not that good either. So um, I think the Browns keep this one close. I don't think they're going to win, though. I've taken the spread on this one, honestly, at 3.5 because I could see the Browns winning, but I could see them losing by 1, 2, or 3 points. I think their running game is going to be churning this weekend. The Dolphins are not the best against the run, right? I don't know. I was writing it down earlier. I don't think they're the best against the run. I, so I just I expect some points here, and I expect the Browns to keep it very close, possibly win, but I'm just taking the spread myself. Cowboys, Packers, Mike McCarthy returns to Lambeau Field, I believe, for the first time since he was fired. And I feel like this is just, just trust, trust my nuts here. The Packers are going to figure it out this weekend. I don't know why. I just, it's against the Cowboys, and it just feels right to me. Packers money line is what I'm taking, but to finish out my thought there, Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he's just going to figure it out this weekend. Alan Lazard all of a sudden is going to look like a top five receiver. I mean, he's been putting up good numbers most of this year. He's just going to find a way to get Robert Tanya involved. The run game is going to be amazing. Packers are just going to somehow figure it out, and their defense is going to play lights out, and Packers money line, that's what I'm taking. That's what I'm riding with. Because in Aaron Rodgers, we trust. I want to do ayahuasca with you. Or at least hook me up to how to do it because I just want to do it. Because I feel like I need that in my life. But that's beside the point. If Aaron Rodgers, you see this, hit me up in the DMs. But Packers money line. if you're a gambler, take that pick. Last game. Last piece of note here. Sunday night. Chargers, 49ers. It's like this is a classic, classic Kyle Shanahan dominance game. The line's at 7. I'm taking 49ers minus 7 because I just, the offense with all the weapons now, I mean, they looked good in the first game where Christian McCaffrey was really involved. They went on the bye. This is just a game where it's classic Shanahan is just going to run the ball, dice up little pass plays, just dink and dunk their way down the field, and 49ers are just going to beat the dog piss out of the Chargers. So take those picks. Tell me how I did. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Send it to Aaron Rodgers so that he knows that I want to get in contact with him. But for now, I love you. Have a blessed weekend. May may the odds forever be in your favor. Whatever other stupid cliche shit I can say, just have a blessed weekend. But for now, your boy Titties is out.